Welcome to Well and Back, the podcast hosted by three passionate osteopaths and wellness entrepreneurs, Justine Treadwell, Chloe Lawton, and Lauren Mallott. We're opening up our inner circle of holistic health practitioners we think everyone should have access to. Listen in as we share our personal and professional perspectives on how our bodies respond to our everyday choices, as well as our favorite health tips and tools to help us feel good and move well. Enjoying the path on your way to your goal. That's been something that I really want to focus on in the new year because it's so easy to set goals and then feel almost dissatisfied until you reach them. But once you check that box of like, oh, I've accomplished this, it's on to the next thing. It's never really ending and I don't want it to. So I'm just going to enjoy the moment of this like growth phase. And that's like a main goal of mine, like an overarching theme would be finding contentment in the chaos. And I said that when I was speaking on adversity, like not labeling things as good or bad. But on a small scale, even like in my home in a daily life, I'm going to take this practice of finding contentment, even when things seem a little bit messy around me. I like to work in a clean and organized space, but the reality of it is that I have two extremes. Like sometimes I'm really not that clean and organized person. My house can really reflect how my life is at the moment. Like if I'm kind of everywhere and traveling or just juggling a lot of different aspects of my life. And I used to feel like I had to get up and put everything back in order before I could even sit down and start something. And there's definitely a nice feeling. I do like working in a very clean and organized space, but it was wasting so much time. And then that was making me more stressed. So now I can sit myself down in a bit of chaos, just take a moment to look around and say, All of these things are things I will deal with and it'll feel good once they're away. But in this moment, getting this done is my priority. You come in the door and I have a jacket over here, a purse there, just all these little things that add up in your main space. And I just sat myself down in it. I looked around and I was like, you know what? I'm so grateful for having what I would typically say is all this crap in my space. I'm grateful for every item that's here. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to look at it for a second. I'm going to find peace that they're here right now. They won't be forever. I'll address it when I have time, but I'm going to work within this environment. And I think that should be a practice that we're almost pushing more so than even making sure your space is perfectly organized all the time. Because in life, there are so many times that your environment is so out of your control yeah and if if you can find peace or contentment or acceptance within a messy or chaotic situation I think we'd all be a little bit better off and you look at social media and and I'm even guilty of it if I were to want to post something it's like make it look clean and visually appealing just to have this perfectly placed setting and nobody really wants to share their mess. I wouldn't necessarily have somebody over if it was messy. So I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to tidy before you share something about your home. But just for me to do my daily tasks within a space that may not be perfect, I think is more of an exercise I want to work on this year than even making sure it's perfect all the time. 
Yeah. And I also think it's a testament to who you are as a person. Yes, you could be the person that like has things completely organized at all times in your house for this example. Sure. But it's also like looking at what that time can be better used and, and how it can be better spent. It's almost like there's something to be really proud of in that moment because your life is a series of choices and like you're actively making that choice in a time constraint or a pressure situation where maybe you have a deadline or maybe there's like an option for you to say, oh, I have too much on my plate or I can't fit that in. But you're the type of person that says yes first and then finds the time, finds the space and makes it work. And what you come out of when you're done that is you're able to accomplish a lot more or have a deeper impact as opposed to having your place clean 100% of the time, whether it's your, your physical home or like that mental clarity, you can kind of do that juggling act. And I don't think we're meant to do things completely organized. Sometimes it's letting that take a backseat for the bigger picture. So as soon as you reframe it that way, it, it takes the pressure off of you and you're like, okay, yeah, that's why me as a person, why I sometimes let things get that way. And then it, it makes you feel like you understand yourself better uh, and you get where you're coming from. Yeah. It sounds like we have a lot of the same or similar themes that we're, we've been working through. So Lauren, give me some of your specific tangibles that you're working towards in 2024 and how you're mapping that out. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest ones is decreasing my toxic load. And this was a big habit that I broke last year and I'm leaving behind in 2023 is getting my nails done regularly. Like I was, yeah. I know. I have to change your name in my phone because I have you as Lauren with like the nail emoji. <laughs> I know, I know. It's come a long way. I really thought I would die on that hill of consistently having nails. And I thought it was this like juxtaposition of like, I use my hands a lot. I don't want to worry about a nail chipping or anything like that. So I was like, tried and true biogel with shellac on top. I would always have it on. And to me, they were like bulletproof nails. And it was great. We even went through school and we were not allowed. We had some strict rules at school. We were not allowed to have nails. And I would still do everything within my power to keep them on. Like and we I had the three weeks in between that there was like that time for Lauren to have the nail yeah. and not have them for the school week, but she couldn't let it go. Yeah. It would be like Sunday night before we go in and I like wouldn't have gotten it removed. And then I'm just like filing down. It's her body language in school. Like actually constant <laughs> fist. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but it just got to a point where I really realized like how much of an unnecessary exposure getting your nails done all the time is from the fumes that you're inhaling, the chemicals you're absorbing, especially if you're doing it repeatedly and wearing down your nail beds. And also looking at your time allocation, like spending an hour in a nail salon out of your day and like taking the time to schedule that in. It just like made less and less sense. And so I started off by thinking, okay, I'm going to give them a little break. And then I just haven't looked back and I actually am like, I like my zero nails. It's very Sophia Richie right now. Uh, 
like the, the mm. old money, like rich aesthetic. It's very yeah clean nails, which is not me right now. But it is the holidays. <laughs> now, now everybody's just talking like this. Yeah, I actually really like bare nail, no nail polish. Yeah. And I will be a bit dramatic on this because I've always been really bad at like a monthly appointment. It just, it's never been something I'm good at maintaining a peep with like self-care. So with my nails, I've always let them go. They've been pretty consistently plain. I am wanting to do a bit more of like a top coat look because I think it does look more clean and put together. But... And saying that, I remember last year, the couple months leading up to my wedding, I was like, okay, you know what? I just have to be on top of this. I got my nails done for my bachelorette. Yeah, those were bold for you. I still remember them. I got my nails done for my shower. And then it was like time to get my nails done for my wedding. And I remember the burning feeling of my nail beds, like not to be too dramatic, but it was Under the light. And I put them under the light, and after they had shaved down my nail for like the mm-hmm. third month in a row, and I was under the light, I'm like, look, I fully was like to her, like, okay, like I pulled yeah. them out, and she's like, yeah, 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 just it, the first five seconds, little. I'm like, okay, this is not okay for me <laughs> to burn through my nail bed to have that sensitivity on my finger pads. I'm like, he's like, is no. everyone just ignoring this? <laughs> like, why has nobody spoken about this? Like, I was fine the first time, the second time, and then that third time. So, how have people been doing this monthly for years? That's yeah, I well, that's why I like the bio gel because it would always keep like gel on it, not shellac. I couldn't do shellac for that reason. But yeah, that's my first. And then in terms of like toxic, I'm transitioning to better skincare products and better makeup um, that's cleaner. And I'm really liking that right now. So I think the bigger overarching thing is intention behind the products that you're consuming. And, um, that's a big thing with, with well and back obviously, but right now, yeah, it's been makeup skincare. Um, and then also just, um, you know, artificial hormonal birth control got rid of the IUD this year. And so that was big for me. It was always something that didn't align with, it was just where I was at that stage of my life. So I'm excited for 2024 to really get into like regulating my hormones and getting better attuned with things like fluctuations with your cycle. I'm working with a naturopath right now, um, just just to get those metrics, because Chloe, we were talking about that. It's so important for women because so much of that fluctuates through your whole life, puberty and pregnancy and perimenopause and then menopause. This is like a small window in our lifespan where things can actually be consistent. And we change that with hormonal birth control too. So cleaning that up is a big goal for me this year. That's been a big thing for me too. I, I'm i lucky. I've had pretty good consistency with my cycle. I know that oftentimes, like anything, it can prompt you to be a bit more on top of it if you have concerns or irregularity. And if you don't, maybe you'll let some things go, even if you're not in maybe an optimal state. So that's a big thing for me this year. Even though I may not have symptoms screaming at me, and right. I'm obviously happy about that. I really want to take a deeper dive into getting those baseline checks holistically and really knowing so much more about my body. I just want everything out on the table to really be able to reset what I'm eating, how I'm moving throughout the month according to my cycle, and just be a bit more aware of what supplements are right for me instead of just trying to do everything that I see online. I just want to really customize a protocol for myself. Yeah. Uh, which I think is super important. And in saying that up until this point, it's really been just about my own self 
wanting to keep myself healthy. But now as I even approach the thought of potentially starting a family, internal health is one thing to address leading up to that, but also workout routine wise, I want to be able to establish something that I can continue throughout a pregnancy and afterwards. So really thinking of how I want my body to be going into that stage and um, being as strong and stable as possible, because there are so many things that can arise as pregnancy when it comes to your body. I want to make sure that I'm at a point physically and even knowledge-wise that I'm as prepared as I can be to go into that journey because there are so many factors that are out of your control, but what you can control, I want to be able to. So I'm really going to research into that a lot more this year and keep everybody posted on that. (laughs) Keep us posted. (laughs) But I'm laughing, but um, that's been a really fun thing for me in practice, actually, is working with women who've kind of expressed where they're at in in terms of family planning. And even if it's things structurally being off um, and being like, okay, I know that with pregnancy, my last pregnancy, I gained about, you know, 50 pounds and that back pain that I had was really flaring up and I want to get this addressed before. And so being a part of that, like family planning process for us has been really cool and understanding like your goal is optimizing your body so that you're, you have as high of a baseline to work with and to like build a life from, which is amazing. And knowing the structural changes that happen with pregnancy, pelvic positioning, center of gravity positioning, and then going through delivery and your ability to have a natural birth is also huge too. And postnatal, what that looks like for, for the baby and for the mom. How about you, Justine? This is the first year I'm focused on the bigger stuff. I'm usually very write down these specific goals weekly, monthly, yearly. And I haven't been doing that a ton. I've been more like, here's a concept I want to focus on. Let me apply that to my life for a week or three weeks. I feel like in the past when fitness was more of a priority and I was figuring out what works for my body, I wanted to write down these goals, but I think over the last year or so, I've come to a place where I don't need to write out strength workout Monday, Pilates Tuesday. Like I'm in the mode now that it's come naturally. I figured that out. It's solid. And then in terms of eating, um, again, I think same with, with fitness, I've come to a pretty comfortable, stable balance where I will do intermittent fasting on my busiest work days to give my body, to give my digestive system a little bit of a break. Uh, Otherwise, my main goals for nutrition are making sure there's protein in every single meal. Yeah, I feel like you have put a lot of work into that leading up to this point. So I think it's great that you found what works for you. And now you can kind of address other avenues. For me, nutrition is actually a bit more of a forefront focus. I'm really going to try and be more of the type A person that I know I'm not. But when it comes to eating, I just really want a weekly plan when I know that I'm alone versus when my husband is home and we're making meals for the both of us. So what am I going to have this week? Because that schedule is not really a consistent Monday to Friday for us. It's like his schedule varies. So I'm going to try and be more organized weekly with that. I'm not really an expert cook by any means. I'm very simplistic with my cooking. It's like, here's my meat. Here's my veggie. Here's my corn. 
um, and build my plate like that. But my intention is to really try and focus on making my own protein bars or healthy snacks because that's my biggest frustration in grocery stores right now. I will go through and I take way too long because I'm reading every label and I'm like, I can't buy anything. And you're never fully satisfied. You feel like you're always making some kind of a sacrifice on especially protein bars and grab and go. So protein bars and good post-dinner snacks for me are going to be a priority this year. (laughs) I like that. I got good, non-toxic. I love the Our Place cookware. So I got all that. I'm really excited. And this is not me at all. I'm competent, but it's like not fancy by any means, but just exploring a little bit with cooking and focusing on, for me, animal-based protein and yeah, more of an animal-based diet, which I'm excited about. Thanks for tuning in to Well and Back. We hope you enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable insights into living your best life. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown on today's episode. We are truly passionate about providing you with the best information and resources to help you on your wellness journey. For even more content, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at wellandback. Please consider taking a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. By letting us know how this episode resonated with you or what you'd like to hear more of, it helps us to continuously improve. Until you're back, we wish you well.